Well, I've worked for a lot of bosses well, let's with see a you... lot of different styles. I'm curious if you worked for any of these. All right, let's go. Boss number one, my boss treats me like an assistant, which is not my job. Now, I have worked with people like this and even people that aren't actually my boss, but in some ways think that they have a seniority or an official. Somehow the title is different than mine. Mm -hmm. So this person sees themselves as an authority when in reality, sometimes I don't know how accurate that is, but more importantly, the role that you're there to do is not necessarily the go get the dry cleaning role. Right. They give you the stuff they don't want to do. Right. And what mm -hmm. what's the way you can tell that you have a boss like that is if your boss tries to give you an extremely simple task, very basic duty that they could easily do themselves, but they hand it off to you because they think and in, in, in some cases are capable of doing it. I can probably honestly tell you, I don't believe I've ever worked for anybody like that. That would give you just the littlest yeah. of tasks. I mean, I've been lucky that way. I, I, usually the tasks they've given me are because I have earned the opportunity to do the task. Yeah, but this... and But the menial stuff, no, I agree. Right. A couple of times that's happened, but not, not very often. Well, by the way, this article says that these nine bosses are the ones that are the most difficult to work with. Oh, yeah, this that's tough. This is how you work with them, and, and more often than not, maybe Well, you'd you get disgruntled employees then, because right. the, it's the menial task. Like, you could do it, you just don't want to do well, it. And, I, so and then I, you also want to pull rank. Well, right. So I did work with a guy at one point who's a very well-known, very established guy, um, and he at times would try to get producers, radio producers, to go get him Starbucks. <laughs> that was a thing he'd try to do. And yeah. it, it, it got worse when the internship situation became more confusing. Like, what are interns? Do we have to pay them? What jobs can we ask them to do and can't do? Um, and a lot of producers do turn their nose up to the go get me coffee. Right. You know, I assume most professional people feel like that role, that, you know, running across the street and grabbing a hot cup of joe for somebody is the line between intern and professional. Yes. And so it's things like that. It's it's easy things, and that, I guess, might not be very easy. Someone has to leave the office, go across the street, grab a product, bring it back. But anytime someone has something that takes all of 30 seconds and they ask you to do it instead of them, typically those bosses are people that treat you like an assistant. I've had a lot of interns. I've had a lot of interns over the years, and I, I've... I've always thought I, you know, I could say, "Hey, go get me coffee," but what a jackass! Oh, I felt terrible. I mean, I'm not doing that. My interns. I mean, besides that, that's not why you're there. You're here to learn about exactly. this business. You're here to learn, and getting coffee is not one of them. My interns reported to me, so I would yeah. be the one telling them to do tasks. So yeah. when actually a host I worked with wanted the intern to go get coffee, I also had to go turn to the intern and be like, "Hey, can you go make a coffee run?" And wow. that it feels awful. Man. Yeah, it does. It feels awful. The worst I agree. one too was one time when I had someone ask to send the intern to get stuff out of the vending machine. Mm. I was like, that's that's in the building. Yeah, you can't go to the vending machine yourself. Right. You know, come a, on, man. I mean, you're giving me the $3 so they can right. get their $1 I know, but item still, themselves. It's like, you know, yeah, I'm not doing that. And that's that's what washes our hands of it is that we paid for your coffee too. Right. All right, here's a few more. I don't know if we can get to all nine. We'll try to get well, some of them. Let's get to some of them. Uh, my boss is too busy busy to actually talk to me. This is the type of boss who disappears day in and day out, except... When he very much needs you to do something, he will, for just a moment, be available to tell you what he needs you to do. And then again, just becomes the kind of guy that, that continually pushes you off. Mm -hmm. Those guys are also very difficult to deal Not with. Fun. Because, I, I mean, I, I think that the They'll first They'll come two, in and drop the hammer on you, though. Right, exactly. I got no problem with that. I think the first two are somewhat similar. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, the feeling you get is your level of importance is, is far below the person 
that you're working with. Yeah, tough one. Yeah. Tough one. My boss is a total slacker is number three. This is a person that's just lazy, that you just witness them maybe falling asleep at work. It's anything that you see them do where, you know, you expect the boss to be a hardworking guy. Yes. I would like to think that the people you work for are doing harder, more difficult things than you, and probably just more things in general than you. I think a boss should, I, I also, I've also thought this, a boss should be a guy, I don't want that job. No, me neither. Yeah, that's too much stuff, man. I don't want to do that job. That's not why I'm doing this. Right. It's, it's well, there's, there's a fine line um, because I actually, my brother is a boss. He's a director of sales at an mm-hmm. e-commerce company, and he has people doing all different kinds of stuff and still, and he's been doing it for years now. There's a line where you feel weird, you know, controlling people's day-to-day lives every day while they're in the office. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think it's something that ever truly comes naturally to that many people. There's very few people that can comfortably order other people around. Yeah, I was not a good boss. I was a boss, but I wasn't <laughs> a good one. I'll be the first to admit that. Not you a good one. wanted to do the work more so than tell other people to do it? Yeah, and I just, I wasn't comfortable in the role of enforcer. Right. You know, that wasn't a role yeah. I really wanted. No. And so, I don't know, I just didn't like it. I'm not a detail, necessarily a great detail person either, so. Well, I want to make sure to say out loud here, I, I, anyone driving their car, anyone that's wondering, oh, Scott and Craig, or maybe Craig, we're breaking bad on the people internally. No, no, the people no. we work with here are wonderful. No, I got no issue with anybody I work with here. Our program director, Rick Hirschman, in the, of the Sports Nut Station, mm-hmm. is a guy that does 75,000 jobs on a daily basis. Yeah. Right now, he's doing extra jobs because people are out of the office, jobs that he could put on other people. But this dude's just doing he's right. just doing things. Yes. I, I actually think that, and I'm just singing his praises for one more second, that he's the sort of template for what you want to look at because I, I would never think that he's not doing enough things. Oh, you no. want your boss no. to be doing yeah. a bunch of things, and he takes that to an extreme level. And I've known him since he had a mullet. So, really? I mean, yeah. I mean, Was he always doing a bunch of things? No, he's more diligent now than he used to be. Okay, got it. Because it feels like he's the kind of guy that would be juggling while doing something else just all the time, just yeah. like six tasks at once. All right. My boss keeps asking, do you have kids or something similar to that where they're demonstrating on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? They really don't listen when you talk. The kind of person that is trying to make small talk is trying to connect, but they're really just going through the motions. I haven't had that. No? No. You've never had someone that truly didn't care but tried to pretend. Oh, they don't care. They don't even pretend, though. (laughs) They just don't care. Yeah, I've had that. I get how that would be frustrating, too, if there's someone that keeps saying like The disconnect is just crazy. My boss is constantly getting sick. That's Boy, interesting. That, you know what? There is nothing that builds resentment more than that. Someone who's just not coming in a lot? Right. Particularly when you don't believe it. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's that sick, then go to the hospital. Go to a doctor. You need something, right? Yeah. No, and it's there's a fine line, But there too. are people who abuse that, and it is amazing how long <laughs> they can get away with it sometimes. I've, I've been in that situation. Well, and it's, it's a fine line, too, the whole work-at-home thing. Like, even when you're not sick, if you have a job where you're allowed to work from home, mm-hmm. there has to be a, a this, we can only do it this often. I don't want to go a week where I'm working from home every day. People have said, I've heard this before, that people are more productive that way. I don't know how At that home? is. Yes. I don't know if that's that would That wouldn't seem that way to me. I wonder if you feel bad. I wonder if it's just the emotions of being at home that make you more motivated to work. Well, you don't get the people coming to your desk. You don't get the that's distractions true. of the day-to-day stuff like we do. You know, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Well, then maybe everybody should just work it. Why would any of us ever come in? We don't have to. By the way, you and I could do this show from our homes. We could if we wanted to. It would be very difficult, mm-hmm. but we I mean, could try we to do, do it. it. <clears throat> uh, I have two bosses, and they constantly fight and hate each other. 
that just sounds like a terrible work environment yeah, more that's, so than a bad that's boss. toxic right there yeah. yeah i want no part of that no and it also it, it probably does suck a lot if you are in charge but you have someone else who's almost equally in charge i don't think i've ever had a two boss we've always known who the main boss was i think you need a clear declaration of that right from the yeah. top because that you would inevitably fight with the guy so we're not confusing here yeah apparently or allow employees to go to one guy and then go to the other guy and, you know, it's Exactly. A mess. It's like mom and dad. Yeah, it's, it's like, bad. Yeah, right. Bad. Um, just a couple left of the nine bad bosses and how to work with them. I guess I'm not really going through the how to work with them part, um, but at least with the fighting bosses, it says that you should do your best to try to steer clear of being caught in the crossfire or, yes. or being in a situation where it seems like you're siding with one instead of the other. Learn how to flinch. Don't want to make any enemies. Yep. Uh, my boss is a micromanager. This Ugh. one you always get. A guy that's obsessed with all the tiny things that you should and shouldn't be doing, correcting mm-hmm. little things all the time. These guys can drive a lot of people crazy. Minutia. Mm-hmm. The best way to deal with that kind of boss is to try to just get a better understanding of what's driving their behavior and see how maybe you can open things up a little bit to, to understand it differently or maybe behave differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more. My boss asks for my advice and then full-on ignores it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I haven't, I haven't experienced that guy a yeah, lot. Yeah, that happens. He, he comes to you like, hey, I really need your input on something. Yeah, and then, and then just doesn't care. Then blows it off. I wonder why. Or he, yeah. two months later, they implement it, and they're patting themselves on the back. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a minute, that was my deal. And the last one, and this is another one I've never experienced, but my boss is clingy. The kind of person that just wants to be around. Wants and, to hang? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would be awkward. That's not really a bad boss, though. You know, this is the kind of person that just obviously wants. Have you had the super friendly guy? The guy that boss? wanted to be your buddy? Uh, boy, this is a weird way to answer this. Uh, Go ahead. I, I worked for a guy who was looking for somebody to drink with. Okay. And if you would drink with him, he was your friend. Right. If you wouldn't drink with him, you got put on the uh, non-drinker island. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, but it was weird because... It was like smoking too, right? Wasn't it? You, well, yeah, kind of. There was this opportunity to go mingle in... With the smokers, where you get a more relaxed version of someone. Right. I remember all of us huddled in a garage smoking. Right. You know, it was yeah. Well, you, you got to know you you got to know the smokers better than you did anybody else because you were all out there at the same time. I think the the to go back to the buddy boss, it's yeah. it's bad probably both ways. The way where he's not a guy you really want to be friends with, you feel pressured to be friends with the guy so that mm-hmm. he hate you. And right. the guy that you do like that you want to get along with and be buddies with, maybe when it comes time to be the boss, they're gonna be you know, not as happy um, being mean to their friend, whatever it is. Because I've heard you can't have friends. If you're the boss, you can't actually be friends with your workers. I've never experienced it. Well, I, I think because really you got sometimes you're going to have to do something unpopular. Right. you got to drop the hand. And then it's, then it's tough if you've developed a friendship with them. Do you have one you dislike the most out of those nine types of bosses? I have an answer to my own question, but I'll let you go first. Mm, I don't know. Um I guess the the the, uh, the minutia thing would make me nuts day in and day out. That would make me crazy. Yeah, just the nitpicky stuff. I hate that. The micromanaging. Yeah, not the big picture. The little nitpicky garbage. I think I can handle that more than the guy who treats me like an assistant. Yeah, the person who just sees me as the kind of guy that's going to do every little tiny task is a guy that I I wind up going home and being very dissatisfied. With. I got it. I understand that. I do. Yeah. Well, that is my boss segment, my boss rant. Go get me some coffee, will you? (laughs) (laughs) I hope that Pat Shermer's listening. Yeah.
Um, the kind of boss he is, though, it didn't come up, unfortunately, in the list, is a guy that just has no idea what they're doing, which I'm sure you've worked with that, too. You know, I did. That's funny, because so I figured that skis. was going to be on the on this yeah. list. I worked with a guy who was completely out of his depth. Right. Uh, he was... He was at one time in our business. He was a uh, a hotshot DJ who worked on a, a a big rock station. Okay, right. And when you work on the big rock station or the big top forty station at the time, mm-hmm. you're window dressing. I mean, the f- musical format is what's driving this thing, right? right? It's the imaging. It's it's how the whole thing is. So you don't necessarily have to be a great talent, right? You could be a good talent. And and be have huge ratings because the station just goes nuts, and also back in the days when there were you know six radio stations in every market, now there are mm-hmm. twenty, you know. So, but these guys live on that reputation, right? Oh yeah. So people hire them based on that reputation and the, and the call letters they have behind them, put them into management spots, thinking, well, this guy, hey man, he was a big winner in this market or that market, right? <laughs> He's gonna be great. And they get in, they are just clueless, right? Have no idea what's happening, none yeah. whatsoever. Guy I- lasted probably. Eight months before he was completely exposed as a fraud, and it really shouldn't have taken that long. I, I kind of want to work with a guy like that. I do. That's I have not come across a dude that just has no reason to have the job that they have. Right, Arthur Carlson's of the right. world. Yeah. But it would, you'd almost feel bad. I imagine that at some point I'd like root for the underdog. I'd want the guy to figure it all out because he's so he's a bumbling, stumbling kind of. I mean, person. I wanted him to, and yeah. I tried to help him. Sure. But there was some. There was another side of me that was like the dude was so arrogant because of his past. Oh yeah, no, that's not good. I mean, that was one of the things. Like he brought up his past all the time. It's like enough already, you know. That's like a hybrid of our thing. It's a guy who thinks he's amazing, but in reality yeah, right. is the is the terrible, horrible guy. Yeah. Well, I sat down with Billy Joel and I said, <laughs> you know, shut up already, man. 